Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Blog Talk Radio. It's time for the High Altitude Mentorship Show with J.T. DeVolt. J.T. is an international success coach, inspirational speaker, and award-winning author of Flight Plan to Success. J.T. worked his way up through the ranks from enlisted aircraft mechanic to combat-decorated naval aviator. And he's here to give you the success strategies for better focus, clarity, and mental toughness to accomplish your missions in business and life. And now, here's your host, J.T. Hello, my friends. J.T. DeVolt with you today for the High Altitude Mentorship Show. Great to be with you on a Wednesday morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Sharp here. And as always, a privilege to come at you and talk about leadership, entrepreneurship, and living the high-performance, high-altitude life. And I say good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whatever time it is for you, no matter where you are tuning in from on the Big Blue Marble. Thanks for joining me here each and every single Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern for the High Altitude Mentorship Show, brought to you, of course, as always, by flywithjt.com. That is flywithjt.com, where you can download a complimentary copy of my award-winning book, Flight Plan to Success, as well as, and equally important, <laughs> stay in touch with everything going on in the high-altitude community. We've got a lot of cool stuff coming down the pike, so you want to stay in touch with us, as always. So today I want to talk to you about uh, you know continuing this uh, conversation about the keys to high performance. I want to talk to you about the importance of vision because I think vision is one of those things that can kind of be misunderstood at times. It can be misplaced and uh, you know it's it's an interesting conversation really. When we look at business success just in the business world like let's talk about corporate whatever country you're from the corporate uh, you know sort of sector of that of that society or that country or whatever a lot of times corporate puts emphasis on or they should put an emphasis on two things the vision and the mission of the company now the vision and the mission are two completely different things you hear me come out and talk quite a bit about mission as your mission accomplishment coach uh, part of my vision is to see a world that's been completely eradicated of mediocrity and I know that sounds kind of like a crazy statement to make because you'd say, well, JT, for all, for, you know, for all light, we need darkness. For all pleasure, we need pain, and so on and so forth. It's difficult to have mediocrity if everybody's excellent. Well, here's my humble belief on that. Let me just clarify. I believe that if we eradicated the world or had the vision and the focus of eradicating the world of mediocrity, it would all push us to raise the collective baseline for our society. It doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter what your socioeconomic situation is. It doesn't matter what your religious beliefs, your political beliefs. It doesn't matter. Any of, that, any of that stuff doesn't matter. What I'm talking about is the vision I have is that each and every single human being, man, woman, child, is committed to living their version of their best selves. They're committed to being as excellent as they can. 
in all areas of their life. And I realize how big a challenge that is. And it's, it's, it's scary and it's daunting, and I also realize that it may sound a bit idealistic. But here's the thing. I want you to understand that that's a vision that I'm worth dying for. I'm worth living my life to the best that I can to lead by example. Now, that's a vision. The mission is how we actually go out and accomplish it, right? So a vision is kind of like this, this optimal design of your life. It's a long-range, overarching view of what you would love your life to look like, what you want to provide to the world, the impact you want to make. It doesn't matter how big or how grand, it doesn't matter the scale, it just matters like how rich that definition is. It's a big inspirational picture. It should be. And big to you, inspirational to you, not big to the to the grand, you know, to everybody in the world. The other thing about vision is it can be shared, but it has to be very personal to you. If it's a organizational vision, and I've worked with organizations on this in the past, when it's an organizational vision, then it's something that you want people to buy into. Everybody who has to have or would love to you'd love to have them buy into and take ownership of. And that comes partially with the mission I'll get to here in just a second. But I think the real reason that this is important, this day and age, is that as high-altitude people, we have to be driven by a vision. We have to get clear on what that vision is. And what's most, I think, exciting about it is it's something that gets refined. It's not a one-and-done deal. This time of year, we always talk, you know, you hear about t- people talking about goals, and they talk about New Year's resolutions and things like that. And I'm going to talk more on that kind of thing uh, in the coming weeks. I kind of want it, everything to die down, though. <laughs> it becomes white noise after a while, right? I, if you followed the High Altitude Mentorship Show long enough, you know that I simply do not believe in New Year's resolutions. And a big reason is they fail. And the reason they fail, you can tie it down. You can go back to the root of the problem, right? Instead of putting a Band-Aid on the issue, let's get down to where the actual injury is. And the actual injury, I believe, is that people lack vision. And if we had more vision in our lives, if we were more connected to that vision, if we were more clear on what that vision is, I would truly believe people would be living more fulfilled lives. They would be, quote, more successful. Everybody's definition of success is deeply personal, just as their vision is. So let's talk about vision for just a second. As I'd mentioned before, it's that sort of you know, optimal desired design for your life. A mission, on the other hand, which is tied to your why, just as a vision is, Your vision is tied to your why. It's big. It's inspirational. A mission is as well, but it also gets into the what and the who and the how. Okay? What, who, and how. And I think that's why the mission is important because it becomes very tangible. And I think a lot of people come to me. In fact, I believe I know a lot of people. I don't think. I know a lot of people come to me for that help because it's something they can put their hands on. They can touch their mission. They can say, this is my mission. You know, we, I talk about flight school to success. The mission for flight school to success is to empower 12,000 entrepreneurs in 2016 to define and accomplish their personal missions in business and in life. And if they cannot accomplish it in 12 months, at least be on the path to it. Super important to have something that drives you and keeps you going every single day, through the good times and through the not-so-great times. That's the mission. The difference is the vision is the thing that you are sort of committed to for your life. The mission can change. The vision is served by the mission. So how do we go about defining this? In my estimation, the most important answer or question you can answer for yourself when it comes to defining the vision is, 
what is the picture of the life that you want to leave behind, the legacy, the life you want to live and the legacy you want to leave behind? Vision is all about that. And you'll find some of the most powerful entrepreneurs, the most successful high-performance people in the world are very clear on what their vision is, even if they refine it over time. Their vision may change over the course of 5, 10, 15, 20 years. But what's very compelling about that is that they know they have a sense of knowing about who they are and what it is they're here to provide to the world. That's the next part to the vision. So the first part of the vision is understanding what the legacy is you want to leave behind, what you intend for your life to look like as a direct result of the legacy you leave behind. But the second part is how it impacts other people because this is a bigger conversation than just what's in it for us. I used to think that the vision was what you wanted from life. I used to say things like, well, my vision is to own the Seattle Seahawks. No, that's a great desire, and it might be part of the mission, but that is not a vision. Your vision should be something bigger than yourself. It should be something that calls to you and begs you to show up each and every single day, but also something that when shared with other people, they see that there's something of greater good to the whole thing. Whether it's a business, whether it's a pursuit of a gold medal, whatever the thing is, your vision has to be something bigger than simply saying, I'm here to win a gold medal because I want to be awesome, because I want to be seen as a gold medal winner. Perhaps the vision for something like that would be, I have a vision to inspire people to be the healthiest, most uh, amazing selves they can be. I, you know, I'm just pulling this out of thin air, but my point is, is there's a point where your vision is much bigger than just attaining the gold medal because the gold medal happens and then it's gone. You're a gold medal winner for the rest of your life, for sure. And you can even hold that gold medal in your hands. But once that's done, it's done. The question is, what happens after that? What is the legacy? Where does it live beyond? How do we change the landscape of the environment that we're in for the better? If your environment is business as an entrepreneur, how do you change the landscape of your industry? If your landscape is athletics, sports, or art, music, theater, how do you change that industry? How do you change the landscape of the field in which you compete, the field in which you perform, the field in which you, you, you produce? How do you change that for the good? That's a very important question that has to be asked by a visionary. When we talk about visionaries, we talk about people like Richard Branson and you know Bill Gates and Oprah Winfrey Mother Teresa, perhaps. We talk about these people, but yet what's interesting is is we got to kind of pull the, pull the layers back and figure out where did that all begin. Did they wake up one day and say, hey, I want to change the world? Or do they say, hey, I just want to change the way we do certain things? My sense is that they didn't say, I'm going to change the world. They may have had some sort of, again, idealistic approach to it and say, yeah, someday I want to change the world. But that's not necessarily, in my guess, if I had to put money down on it and have a conversation with those folks, I doubt that that was the catalyst and the propellant of the, the wildfire inside their heart and their soul, what was burning in their chest. If I had to guess, my supposition is this, pure supposition, of course, is that the vision that they had 
was that they were going to transform something very unique, something small perhaps, right? Not that they didn't want to change the world, but they didn't start off saying it. Because, you know, when you say, hey, I want to change the world, it's kind of like, who cares? Everybody, you know, on some capacity, everybody wants to change the world. It's like saying at some point somebody, you know, you can almost find a kid anywhere around you within arm's distance that said they wanted to be an astronaut, a rock star, a race car driver, uh, you know, a princess. There's all these things that from when they were small children, they had these idealistic ideas of what they wanted to be. And that's what a vision can look like at times. But if you look at a visionary business leader or a visionary leader in any kind of industry, typically speaking, they have an overarching view of what it is, but it's not necessarily global. It's not necessarily changing the world or turning the universe on its ear. Sometimes they just want to trans, you know, they want to uh, change the game. Hey, I want to change the game of football. I want to change the game of business. I want to change the game of entrepreneurship. I want to change the game of book publishing. And this is how we're going to do it. Our mission is to blah blah blah. And they start going into the mission statement of the who, the what, and the how. The who, what, and how is super important, but it also has to be tied to the why. Now, here's the part that I really want you to pay close attention to because it's a nuance that I think is oftentimes lost, especially with entrepreneurs. Sometimes, as, especially as a solopreneur, if you are a small business or an entrepreneur, like a solo entrepreneur, it's very easy to assume that one serves the other, that a mission, for instance, serves the vision. People write these great mission statements. Our mission is to, and, and they go into the, all these like big, long sort of explanation of what they're here to do. But it misses out on the why, and that's what the vision is. Now, you don't have to say our, the reason why we're here is, that's, you don't have to articulate it quite that specifically, but you're absolutely saying our vision is to have a world free of mediocrity, for instance. Something simple and concise, something that speaks to the why. You can explain it later in deeper form with the mission statement, but they're two completely different things. If you want to have the most successful business you've ever had, you have to get clear on what the vision is and what the mission is, period, and a story. And those two are married to one another, but they're not the same. They're not like identical twins. It's not an incestuous relationship. They have similar you know, sort of what they, they, they deliver similar things, but they have different bloodlines. The bloodline for a vision is something, as I said before, that's very overarching, something that is inspirational to the point where it almost makes you ache, right? Makes your, your eyes water up. And you say, this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. My vision is to pursue something that will take the rest of my life. And even if I accomplished it tomorrow, I would continue to keep doing it because the work is never done. The legacy hasn't been written yet. That is a vision. So often it's mistaken for a mission. The vision is mistaken for the mission. They'll say, hey, our, our role is to empower 10,000 people to do X, Y, and Z, or 1 million power people to do one, you know, X, Y, and Z, or whatever. But once that's done, you can't say your vision is to eradicate polio. That's your mission. What do you do when polio is eradicated? It's over. Now what? You're a visionless person or organization? Hopefully not. Does that mean that we close the doors and stop doing our thing? Hopefully not, because here's the thing. If your vision is inspiring enough and you, and you go out there and you have a mission that supports the vision and you conquer it, people want more of you, right? They want more of that. If an organization was to say cure polio, the next question is, hey, cool, 
What can you do for us with cancer? What can you do for us with blindness? What can you do for us with spinal injuries? You accomplish that mission because that's how they see it. They see it as a mission. Your vision has to be something that fuels you and pulls a very life-consuming mission along with it, even if it doesn't take a lifetime to accomplish the mission. Great example of what I'm talking about. This year, if you want to turn 2016, for instance, into the most awesome year of your life, I know that sounds hyperbolic, and it probably is, but you should have a mission that you can accomplish in the next 12 months. Okay, Something that says, by the end of this month, I'm going to be done with this, I will have closed the book on it, and it's complete. And it's going to serve the bigger mission, or the bigger vision, right? The bigger purpose, the bigger why, this particular mission. Now, one thing I teach on that, by, by the way, when it comes to mission accomplishment, is to have three top priorities. We're going to talk more about this on a future episode of the How to Mentorship Show. But basically, to cut to the chase, you come up with three top priorities that when you accomplish those, this will be the best year of your life. Those three priorities can be different projects. One might be to run a marathon, right? Another one might be to make a million dollars. And a third might be to buy your dream house. So one's sort of career-oriented, one's health-oriented, and one's personal. And what's amazing about those is all of them can fuel the big mission. The big mission might be to build a business that can sustain that dream, to build a business that gives you the ability to go train for a marathon, that gives you the financial wherewithal to be able to buy the dream house and, of course, put the million dollars in the bank in the first place. So it's, it's sort of a general cookie-cutter approach to it, but you get my point. Your mission should be very, very uh, inspirational, and it should also be challenging, and it should be finite, something that can come to an end so that you can move on to the next mission that fuels and feeds and nourishes the vision that you have. As you get clear on what your vision is and start crafting a vision statement, the vision statement should be short and concise. The vision itself should be overarching and exciting and bold. The mission, on the other hand, is something more finite. The mission statement is something that's a little more drawn out. It's kind of weird, isn't it? So something that's got a shorter lifespan, the mission, has a much longer mission statement, right? You know, a statement that describes what it is. It doesn't have to be a 92-page document, but it has to articulate in as much clarity as you can exactly how you're going to go about answering to and fueling the vision as you accomplish the mission. And so remember, the difference between a vision and a mission is this. The vision is the bigger overarching description, the optimal design for your life. It's long range, it's tied to your why, it's big, it's inspirational, it's that picture that you have for the ideal world that you are here to create, the impact, the legacy you're, you're here to leave. The mission, on the other hand, which is also tied to the why, it goes into the what and the who and the how, and it describes exactly what you're going to do to help make the vision come to life. That, my friends, is a huge differentiator, but most importantly, it's something that I want you to get clear on here as we start off this new year and move forward to accomplishing your big missions in 2016. My friends, this show is a wrap. 
It's my privilege to come at you each and every single Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern right here on the High Altitude Mentorship Show. Looking forward to doing it again next week. Make sure you get yourself over to flywithjt.com and download a complimentary copy of the book, Flight Plan of Success. Looking forward to sharing that with you. And remember, no matter what course you fly in life, fly high, fly fast, and fly far. We'll talk to you next week.